I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. Alrighty, good morning, Perry. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. I guess. I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready. There is a thunderstorm outside. Uh, hoping it doesn't turn into a tornado or anything like that. Um, so if you hear weird sounds, it's that. Probably. Okay. I get it. Mother Nature does what she wants. <laughs> True. How about you? Um, I guess uh, same old, same old. Currently just kind of, uh, you know, work has been extremely hectic lately. Um, actually, this coming up week, I'm going to be going into a OT week, so I'll be working all six days straight. Gross. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's just we're short, so it's just one yeah. of those things that you gotta do, you gotta do, because everyone else has been doing it, so I'm like, all right, I guess it's my turn to yeah. help out. This whole last month, I had the same day off, and I'm such a creature of habit mm-hmm. that it's been so nice having the same day off every week. Right. Because then it's easy for me to schedule everything, and also it's just, I don't know, it's just, I'm a creature of habit, so stuff like that's just always like soothes me a little bit with the chaos in my life yeah i got you i know with me like being home and then i'm going on fun vacation let's see i think i'll actually be there when this comes out okay yeah i have that schedule i'm just gonna go home so i'm like trying to get all my work like done (laughs) before i leave so that it's not like a huge burden on other people but hey do we have any any housekeeping anything you want to talk about Ooh, um, I have a little bit of something that's a little interesting. Yes. So we're, we're going to start off a little spicy today. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so Perry, you yeah. are such a gem. You sent me this beautiful care package. And you sent me a beautiful care package. Oh, so did you I actually, know? did you actually get my care package? Oh yeah. I got everything. It you... was all waiting for me when I got home. I've just been oh, such a zombie. Warms my soul. I haven't told you, but <laughs> yeah, I've been real out of it. But um, yes, no, I got everything. All I, I ate all the candy. The chocolate was mostly melted, but I like licked it off the packaging. Um, yes, and I got the <laughs> mug, and it was really precious. It was like a little spot of sunshine to come home, and I had two packages sitting on the on the kitchen table, so that was really sweet. Oh, that actually makes me really, really happy to hear that because yeah. I was trying like not to bug you while you were home, and I'm like, "Hey, can you, can, can someone just let me know if stuff makes it, please? Because if it doesn't make it, I need I need to go figure out what happened." <laughs> I know. Well, and then you know, as we're about to discuss, though, because it can be a problem sometimes, yeah. and yeah, so why don't it's you tell really... the good people what, what I've been happened. dealing with? Yeah. So, it's really interesting because, like I said, I've had the same day off this, this like, last couple weeks. So on my day off, my husband's like, hey, man, there's a package. Go pick it up. So I went and picked it up. And it was awesome. It was from Barry. So I was like, oh, I was super excited. I got it. And I noticed it as I was heading out back out to my car that the underneath was cut. Meaning that someone with sticky fingers cut the underneath and then cut one of the corners so they can lift it and start sifting through the package. It was obvious that something was wrong with the package because after I got it home, the underneath was open. So I finished open, opening it and I noticed that things were out of the packaging. Like the little mini mug that you sent me mm-hmm. was thrown back in. Yeah. And yeah. You, I did you tape the bottom because it was open on the other way? I think I 
Yeah, it was already taped. taped. Yeah. yeah. So, and she sent me this message, and I'm, we're going to get into it later, but I was going through a, a hot time, and uh, she was like, is this everything you sent me? And I'm like, yep, it is, definitely. And then it wasn't until I got back home, I was trying to get back into my routine, I'm like, wait a minute, the main present is missing, missing. from that yeah. box. So, after getting back from Perry saying, hey, something's actually missing, it was um, these beautiful, beautiful headphones, because I, I don't know, I don't know if you got them, because I was complaining about the headphones I was originally using for recording, how they hurt my ears. Oh, no, I just saw them, and I thought of you, and I was like, she must have these. I love them. And okay. it was really frustrating. Well, you will whenever you get them. <laughs> if they ever decide to appear in my presence, it would be kind. Um, yeah. Needless to say, after realizing this like a day or two later, I ended up contacting the post office basically asking, first off, why was my pack- package sift through? Because the thing is that when you ship stuff overseas, there is a chance that customs can actually go through your box. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, if customs goes through your box, they're supposed to leave you slip and retape it saying, hey, custom has gone through this box. Right. right. And if it violated any custom things, they take it or whatever. Whatever they do. I've never had to do yeah, that. Yeah, there's a whole slip. It's like U.S. Department of Customs yeah. or I guess maybe Japan. I don't know. And it's like know. a full thing and a signature. Yeah. It was not customs who went through it. So mm-hmm. long story short, I'm just going to cut this short. I did get in contact with someone after my second well-worded ICE comment card. There. So I'm actually currently in conversations with her via email because I sent her all the pictures that I have of everything that was opened, everything that was suspiciously left in the package. Because why would you send me something in a wrapping right, with stuff not wrapped on it, if that makes sense? Like, right. there was literally like why would I send them separate? Why would I send you an item and then the box that goes in next to it? Like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. Um, This is something we'll probably keep you updated on because this is an issue of the yeah. military that... Things do go missing yeah. out of the post office. So on my side of things as the sender, I, of course, kept my receipt and my customs form because I don't trust the world. And I'm glad I did. Uh-huh. I usually do until people receive their stuff yeah. anyways. So I had that on hand. So I was able to get my tracking number. And if you just go to USPS, there's like, you can like put in your claim and your email address and then they'll contact you within 48 hours, which they haven't done yet. But that's just, like, on my side of things, that's what I had to do. So I'm waiting for an update. So um, I guess let's, like, I guess, so is there any housekeeping on your side right now, Perry? Um, well, I did just want to shout out, I got Shannon this really great <laughs> PS We Have Orders sweatshirt that I got custom yes. designed by another military spouse, actually here at my base. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and add her to our artist corner. But if anyone is looking, if you're in the Midwest and you need some, um sweatshirts made or mugs did made you order or anything through, like that did you order through etsy did you just find her off a of spouse page um yeah she actually advertised on our local spouse page and i was like perfect okay. i need this nice. and she was so reasonable like i thought she should have charged more money than what she did so i was like i didn't even ask her her prices because i was committed at that point uh and then I, she sent me the bill via paypal and i was just like this yeah. doesn't seem like enough money like ma'am did you forget half of this <laughs> like did, did you remember i got two things i don't know but um her instagram handle is kg designs official and she's on etsy and facebook and so anyone that oh, needs anything fantastic. like that definitely give her a holler um other housekeeping literal housekeeping i just said goodbye to my second foster cat that was kind of hard but it's okay i 
Um, the first foster cat went home on Wednesday, and they were, like, so excited to have her. It was really precious. But then my little gentleman went home, like, two hours, an hour ago. Oh. So, that was kind of hard to see him leave, but... They got it for like their thirteen year old daughter, and she's so excited. Oh. So oh gonna yeah, she's gonna be. she's gonna be such a good cat mom. I bet. I think it's a crazy cat lady in the making. Honestly, I mean, I think most people have a crazy cat lady like in like in, in them. them. You just gotta bring it out. But um, okay, so anyways, <laughs> so I wasn't sure if I was gonna talk about this on the podcast or not because it's tr- trigger warning central and it's all bad. But you know, I felt weird like. Almost like I don't want to capitalize, like, on my friend's tragedy. But then at the same time, we don't make any money, so we're not really capitalizing on anything. Um, but, yeah, so, so I... this is your podcast, Perry. You yeah. Talk, what, talk about what you want. Yeah, and we're not really known for shying away from the uncomfortable stuff, so I'm hoping I can no. get through this and be okay. Um, but, so, June 3rd, I'm pretty sure, I found out the next day. But one of my really good friends from my whole childhood, I've known him since I was 12 years old, committed suicide um, by driving into a tree. Um, so I have been pretty much a disaster every day since. I mean, I, I knew that he had some issues, but I did not realize, you know, I've been, I've been gone from home for like eight years and I didn't realize how bad his depression was and his substance abuse had gotten and it was a shock I was I think I was in shock for like four days like it was at least four days before I I could be a normal human being yeah you were kind of out of for almost a full week yeah um so that was really hard not being home was really hard um and so I went home mid-June for his they called it a celebration of life, but I cried in public for three hours straight, so I wouldn't necessarily call it a celebration. It was to the point that I had strangers hugging me because they were like, you look like you need a hug. Um, so I would not say that I played it cool, but it was, I kind of got a little bit of closure. You know, it's just a matter of figuring out how really? to go on from here. Yeah. Because I had never, process. I had never really had that kind of trauma in my life or grief. Like, you know, I've lost grandparents and I lost a friend when I was like six. So I didn't really understand it. And I haven't lost a friend to suicide before. So that was like a lot of feelings that I did not know how to feel. Cause as we've talked about in this podcast, I'm really good at just cutting people out, but I'm not used to people cutting me out by killing themselves. So it was a lot of anger and sadness. Um, but I think, like, I don't have to like it, but, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't want me to be depressed forever. It's, it's really kind of like, the best way to put a suicide is like, when someone sets off a hand grenade, they don't realize the shrapnel it hits right. for everybody. Yeah. I'm getting emotional about this with <laughs> my friend. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think what it is, it's, like, I've dealt with suicides before from, like, people I went to school with, Mm -hmm. and I had someone who did have a really, had really bad depression, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he ended up um, ODing, they pumped his stomach because they found him immediately, and then he, Mm -hmm. the worst thing is the hospital, he said that didn't keep him for 72 hours, which is the normal practice in these situations, sent him home, and literally his mom passed out on the couch, and 
woke up the next day and he was successful in his second attempt. And it's been, try to think. I actually think this year might make it like close to 10 years since he's passed. Oh, wow. And I could tell you, I still cry about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things, it's like, you're never going to be okay. Because it's not okay. But it's it's just trying to make your, it's not even peace, but just trying to like learn, I guess, from it. Um it's a healing good, process. Any form right. of death is healing. Okay. One good thing about it was, like, I was able to connect with friends I hadn't seen in forever. Um, and I felt like a lot of, like, friendships that I hadn't kept up with were, like, renewed because we, like, trauma bonded all over again. So. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, not good, but. That was, like, one high. You gotta, you gotta find the small little rays of sunshine in such a dark situation. It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's it's, hard. it's a really hard healing process. and Yeah. Yeah. I was thankful, though, that, like, I wasn't thousands of miles away, so I was able to go home and drop a $550 on a last-minute plane ticket on top of just buying yeah. plane tickets to come home over the 4th of July. <laughs> So, cool. I'm also very fortunate I have a well-paying job. Oh, speaking of my job, though, um, I found out this last week that my coworker and my boss both quit on the same day. Um, and since I have not... Wait, what? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're... Well, they put in their two weeks' notice, so they're running out their contracts or whatever. Um, but yeah, so they told me that, and I literally broke down sobbing. Like, I turned off my camera, like, I went, like, I left our Zoom meeting or whatever, and I just cried, and I was like, oh, and now I have abandonment issues. This is fun. <laughs> so, that's interesting. So, my life is... Got it. So, Perry's life is... I'm in is shambles. doing this weird totsy, it's doing this weird totsy turvy thing. Yeah, it is. My life is in shambles. So, this week, um, Shannon... Did pretty much all of it. Uh, she's gonna run this episode. I mean, it's really a Shannon centric one, anyways. Um, so yeah, you Sorry even you picked out the like NMR me. again. Do you want to go ahead and get into I did. that? Yeah. What are we talking two about? Two gold stickers on two gold stickers from two gold stickers two gold, for Shannon. So I guess we're gonna try to pick ourselves back up from from this <laughs> from really the worst sad thing in the housekeeping. world. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and mental health is one of those things, like, don't take lightly if you're sad. You're allowed to feel your feelings, you're valid to feel your feelings, but it it's a good idea if you're not feeling well or you feel like something's off with you, don't be ashamed to get help. I mean, especially if you're a military spouse, you get free, not only free health care, that also includes mental health okay. as well. So please don't don't try to fight getting... Um, some form of counseling. Um, I know I'm planning on starting to go back to counseling again because I need to start carving out more time for myself, including my mental health. And, you know, just take care of yourself, please. So I guess that's that's my, not trigger warning, but ending the section yeah. of please, just take care of yourselves. You know, just remember when people do things like this, it's like a hand grenade and everyone around you gets hurt more than you realize. So, yeah, <laughs> that was my sad because yes. like i said it brought up a lot of old feelings for me and it made me very sad yeah it's hard it never but, it never goes away 
No, it doesn't. So I guess um, a happy NMR. Yes. <laughs> um, what I ended up picking this week was travel because let's keep things upbeat and talk about something that most people enjoy. Right, it's my favorite. Besides thing. the people that live in their house all the time. I mean, that's um, me. so Perry. Yes. If you had to pick a place that you've traveled before, uh-huh. but you'd want to return back to, uh-huh. where would it be and why? Um, okay, so pretty much everywhere I've ever been while we were stationed in Germany, because we traveled on a senior airman salary, and pretty much that's it. Yep. So there was a lot of hostels and cheap Airbnbs and no air conditioning oh, to yeah, speak of. Oh yeah, hostels are amazing. And I feel like now, if I could go back with what we make now, we could have a better experience. But um, specifically, I think Iceland. And I say that because Iceland was probably my favorite place to travel. So, of course, I'd want to go back. But also, when we were there, we rented these things called, literally, they were called sad cars. Um, And the alternate, it was just rental cars. And we just camped. (laughs) We did the ring road and we camped. But if I could redo it, we would get, it's called a happy camper. I'm not making this up. There was sad cars or happy campers. And happy campers are the way to go. And then we wouldn't have to be in a tent because even in July, it was like 30 degrees. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I would um, I would go back with more money and... Better and, plans? Yeah, I guess in better plans. We literally packed ramen in our checked bags and ate ramen most nights because we could not afford to eat in, like, at restaurants. Like, even when we were in Reykjavik, it was, we, like, ate in because <laughs> it was just too expensive. Oh, my God. So. That's a humbling experience, I bet. Oh, it absolutely was. And I don't regret it. Like, I have great memories from it, and I I loved every second of all of my crappy airbnbs um i wouldn't trade it but i would do it over (laughs) all right so i know for me i had the same issue because like i thought of this like question i was like yeah this is a good question and then i was like oh god i'm gonna have to pick a place myself for me it probably it'd have to be tokyo because i know when we went with you we hit a lot of big shrines but i feel like we missed a lot of small stuff like i want to see a lot of different one. areas. Yes. Remember the fox one that was, like, way north oh. and we never got to it? Yes. Yeah. That's what I want to see is, like, a lot of those, like, really, really cool shrines. I would love to catch a lot of the tiny little shrines. Mm-hmm. A lot of the crazy cafes up in mainland. Like, you know, yes, it's really... like a hedgehog cafe yeah. or an owl cafe. I was so bummed we didn't get to do that. That's what sure. I'm hoping to do next time we go up is basically make, like, a bucket list over like stuff we missed yeah Yeah. like basically give ourselves like more than like three days to do it all and just basically plan sun you know from sun up to sundown plans and try to book things ahead of time because that's one thing that i will say perry kudos to you Mm ma'am as someone who is a planner i loved this because me and you literally sat down and planned it so we were able to use our time efficiently and we still missed a lot if that doesn't right it It was just so much i mean we did do a lot we did the like the boat tour was awesome Mm -hmm. we saw the rainbow bridge we saw a lot of the big shrines um i fell in love with daniel the tour bus guide um we got we went to the sumo district a lot of that stuff so i feel like we hit a lot like we weren't bored by any means but yeah i'll I'll post some uh, stuff up on instagram about that trip too oh my god yes definitely 
So I guess um, that actually is going to put us right into our topic of this episode. Since, you know, last season we did an episode about Germany. So this week's episode is literally all about Japan. This is going to be a little bit more around Okinawa, Japan, because that's where a majority of our time is spent. So this might not fully apply to everything in mainland, but we will be touching on some things in mainland. So, Perry, what were your first thoughts for Japan? Well, so this is actually funny. Shay and I were talking about this right before we started recording. I have zero memory of landing in Japan. I have zero memory of meeting Sean and Shannon at the airport or how we, like, got to their house. Because jet lag is hard and traveling for 24 hours leads to memory lapses, turns out. But overall... I think my first reactions were, it's so humid. I didn't take into consideration it was an island. (laughs) Didn't really think about that. But then also the island itself, like, I don't really, I didn't go with any expectations, but I felt like it was like a little run down more than I thought it would be. I don't know what gave me the impression it would be like Hawaii or something, but I, I, it was like a little more like... The buildings aren't well marked. Like, when we got tattoos, it was literally just, like, a building with a staircase, and you're just supposed to know that that's where you get tattoos. Or, like, they'd be like, oh, this is this great cafe, and we're, like, walking through a residential district, and we go down some stairs. I'm like, oh, here's a cafe. So. Yeah, a lot of things are very hidden here. Yeah, but also it could just be because I can't read um, kanji. Kanji, yeah. Yeah, I can't read any Japanese writing, so maybe they were well-marked and I just didn't know. So, that was my first reaction. And also, the people were so nice. So, what about you? Well, um, like y'all know, is that we PCS'd into into, uh, Japan, and obviously the night we flew in, was we got in, it was dark, so I don't really remember too much from that. Just like Perry, you kind of just black it out. Um, But my first initial reaction, like once I was awake and conscious and leaving my hotel room was we got there in like mid-October. So by this point, the humidity has completely dropped to a reasonable feeling. So it actually feels like, in my opinion, if you ever wanted to come back to Japanbury, you would have to come back in the fall because it is just the fall. so beautiful. You get 80 degree weather with little to no humidity. Right. It was really nice because it's like, one thing that's really crazy about here is that you can go to the beach year-round here. Granted, the, you will not find the locals at the beach. Um, other really first impressions were that you can really get, like, really fresh fish. Wicked mm-hmm. cheap. Oh, I bet. Like, compared yeah. to Germany, where you didn't really see fresh fish all over the place. No, definitely not. No. So it was really kind of crazy, because you can go to the supermarket here and literally find fresh-made sushi. Okay, like, you can get a full yeah. thing of sashimi, salmon, or tuna for really really cheap and then you could just literally take it home and make your own poke bowl or make your own something with it or just eat it straight up because i know people that literally take it home and eat it straight up because it's so cheap and so delicious i what stuck out to me i remember when we went on the hike to see the ruined castle and we stopped at the gas station and there was just like random rolls of sushi just like available and it was so good i was like in germany we talked about window meat and in Japan, it's gas station sushi is where it is at. That was so good. Like, I crave that from time to time now. So, dude, it's really crazy. That's actually one of the parts that we're going to touch on. So, like, oh, cool. hold that thought in your back hold pocket. On. Okay, hold on. Because we're going to talk about that. Okay. So, right. 
the best way, because like we've talked about, for me, the way I broke this down is literally pros and cons. Because, you know, it makes sense to kind of talk about like this instead of like, oh, all these things. So we're going to break down in pros and cons and then break it down in other little subparts. So one of the big pros here is obviously travel. Where we are, mainland's not far. I think what we paid for flights was like 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. So like flying to and from mainland is not that expensive. And actually some people here, like 4th of July weekend, Labor Day weekend, tend to actually go to mainland and putter mm-hmm. around for three, four days and come on back. It's treated like as if when we were in Germany with the open borders, you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Paris for the weekend and drive four hours and there you are. And it's probably right. basically same, same at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is where we are on the map, we are really, really close to South Korea. We're close mm-hmm. to Taiwan, Philippines, even um, Thailand. I was actually supposed mm-hmm. to go to Bali last year, but due to due to COVID reasons that got canceled. Yes. yes. Which was super, super depressing. Because I was supposed to go away for, like, a full week yoga retreat. And we were supposed to be staying in, like, a private villa on a private beach. hmm And the pricing for it, it was a little over, it was around, like, two grand. But that included everything. And I think right. that's really reasonable. That's not bad. Yeah. No. So I guess another big thing is, for, is food, for sure. Mm-hmm. What Perry just touched on was how the convenience stores here are, like, big. Like, you can't go down the road more than probably, like, a handful, like, a couple miles and not see a Lawson's, a Family Mart. 7-Elevens are now coming where we are. And, like, the last two years, there's more of them. And they're not, like, the 7-Elevens you, re- you know of in the States. They are, like, basically mini stores where you can get all different kinds of foods, all different hours. You can get your onigiri, so, like, your little rice balls with fish in them. You can get, like meat in them, um, different style of onigiri. I think which I one of that was like cream cheese and blueberry or something like that. Like it was a sweet dessert rice ball. Um, the, oh, I think you might be talking about the plum one, like the sour plum. Yes. That's the one I can That's think of. Because, yeah, the sour plum one. Um, cause Sean really likes that one. Yeah. I think cause um, he recommended it and I was like, all right, never heard of it before. Sounds weird. Let's do it. That's, that's Sean though. Sean tries anything that's weird. But, like, you can get just about anything food-wise at a Lawson's or a Family Mart. And the thing is, like, they're not expensive. So you can get, like, an onigiri for, like, one, two hundred yen, which is, like, equivalent of, like, a one dollar. or two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, the crazy thing is stateside, you don't go to convenience stores to get fresh, quote-unquote, fresh food there. Because it's probably going to make, it's probably going to give you food poisoning or it's going to make you sick. You get like, your tornadoes that will put you on the toilet for the rest of the day. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of wild having to change that perspective. Like, oh, I can get a sandwich and not make me sick. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Another huge thing is probably the cafes here are amazing. I know we took you to a handful, like as many as I could within the time frame you were here. Is there, do you remember any ones that stuck out to you? The rainbow bagel one. And then we did a cat cafe. Yes. And then we did that one where we met up with that person that used to be stationed with us in Germany. It was like a breakfast place. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a curry place that we went. Oh, in the curry place. Yeah, yeah. Which I was actually wearing that shirt from there earlier today. Cocos. You love your Cocos. I did love Cocos. My husband loves Cocos. One of my friends was stationed in Japan before he was in Germany, like before I met him. And uh, when I told him I was going to Japan, he was like, you have to go to Coco's. Coco's is the best. And I'm like, yeah, 
you right, turns out. So, and one thing that's kind of crazy about the cafes here is a lot of them do, like, display pictures. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we, you know sometimes some of the menus are in just strictly Japanese. Or yeah. sometimes it looks like there's not many options. You're like, oh, there's not many. But you see the picture, you're like, mm, I don't know what that is, but it looks real pretty. And just I've done that way too many times. Yep. And the thing is that when you order something that looks gorgeous, you'll actually get that when you when you get it. Like, it actually looks yeah. like the picture, which we all know the memes from the States. Like, if you go to McDonald's, it doesn't look anything like the picture. It doesn't look anything like it. Like it. Does. Yeah. So, that's a huge plus, is I love how the food actually looks like what you order. Yes. Um, like we talked about earlier, sushi. Um, sushi go-rounds. I know we took Perry to a sushi go-around, and I actually have we- a- we wonderful picture of Perry there. Share that picture. I was like <laughs> hunting. I've been to Carousel Sushi before, but it's different in Japan than in Germany when we went. I had 30 plates in front of me. I don't even know. I just kept, you would like order on this little screen and it would bring it to you specifically. It would like rush it. It was the silliest thing. Uh, or you could just like pull from it. And then yeah. when you returned your plates, it was like a little like deposit, like slip in the table where you would return your yeah. plates. And then there was like a video game attached to it where once you like return so many plates, there was like this little game. It was like, do, 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 and then like a little thing would happen and sometimes you would like win a prize for returning your plates and then like a little you know those like um those like quarter toys would like spit out and then you have a yeah. little toy to play with and it was the ga- the so gotcha, cute gotcha ponds here yeah yeah i loved it so much i was so happy i ate my weight in food and i think i could have eaten more it was amazing i i like i said i have this beautiful picture of perry with she has sushi wrapped around her on so many plates and I believe I pretty much put like I think when I saw I was like Perry in her natural habitat yes yes she's chasing the bliss guys oh my gosh and it was my one thing that's a huge plus here is shopping honestly off base like I touched on earlier you can buy for like fresh fish even like pre-cut for you off base Mm -hmm. really cheap that's actually when I like to do meal preps and I want salmon I go off base and I buy a bunch of fresh salmon cutlets yeah. Take them home, cook them, marinate, whatever I do. But they're like, I'll get two or three cutlets for like, I don't know, under 400 yen. Yeah. And they're That's like nothing. standard portion size. Yeah. That'd be like fourteen ninety nine here. At least. Yeah. Maybe 21 so, Um, Do you remember any of that? Like when you, when you came here, like some of the pricing? Because I don't know if I took you to a market, like an actual supermarket here or not. I don't think we went to a supermarket. I, I think we went to the commissary to get, like, some regular stuff. Yeah. I don't think we went to a grocery store. Yeah, because at that time when you came out, we were still fairly new here. So we didn't yeah. know all of the ins and outs. Would it be crazy if you were to come out in, like, the last year or so we're here? Because we know so much more now. And I right. feel bad because I'm like, oh, my God, we should have taken, like, it's kind of crazy because Sean and I will go out and do something like Will and Perry would have loved this. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I still had a good time. The only thing I didn't like specifically about Okinawa was the amount of crabs there were on the (laughs) beach walk. I am apparently afraid of crabs, which I didn't know until I saw them. And I was like, 
There are so many of them and they walk weird. I just feel like they have a hive mind and could attack if they chose. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not about it. (laughs) I, I love how we found out a new fear of fairies and it was crabs. I know. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Listen. This should definitely go on the cons. But speaking of new fears Perry has, this is an old fear. I've always known about this fear. I am very afraid of snakes. Very. Nightmare fuel. This girl doesn't mention like anything about snakes. Like I know I'm on a subtropical island. There's gotta be snakes. I am standing underneath a lovely tree providing shade for me. And Shannon goes, oh. You don't want to stand under there. The abus will fall out of the tree and attack you. And I'm like, what the heck is a habu? And she goes, it's a snake. And now I never stood underneath a tree again the entire time we were there. I avoided all shady places, anything nice. I just stood in the middle of the hot sun always because there's heckin' abus that will fall from the sky and hurt you. All right, all right, all right. Let me clarify Perry's friend about snakes. All of that happened, and it's true. So, one great thing about where we live is that, obviously, it's a subtropical island. We do have very scary, um, venomous snakes. And, like, like I've said, I'm petrified of snakes. Like, I I think I inherited that from my mom, because I'm like, no, no. And I've I've openly said, I will gladly go my entire time being here with it never even crossing a, sna- a snake's path. Like, nope, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Non-poisonous, poisonous. I'm not getting close enough to find out. Plain and simple. And I let Perry know, like, yeah, we have, like, one of the reasons why I actually don't like hiking here is because I have such a bad fear of snakes. I'm petrified of coming across one. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I recently learned out, learned about, um, the, I knew about the habu snakes, which is habu snakes. It's habu? You said Abu, and it's Abu. Perry's been calling it Abu snakes, but yeah, we're here. And I learned that they live up, they sleep up in the trees during the day, and then they move around during the day, during the night. And I mentioned to Perry, like, yeah, like, you gotta notice how many are sleeping in the trees right now. And Perry's like, what? And, like, refused to go under any trees after that point. And that, I think, was kind of a funny moment. But I thought Perry was gonna be like, I'm never coming here again. There's snakes everywhere. I can't do this. I didn't so, see yeah, one. Fun. So that was good. That you saw. That's okay. And that's how we're going to live our lives that we never saw one. And we're going to continue down that path of there could have been one, but we won't know about it. And that's okay. Um, anyways, I'm sorry. I, I completely derailed what you were saying. Uh, culture. It's a different culture there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So culture is completely different here. Obviously, it's a different part of the world, different but different part of cult. Like, it's a completely different culture thing here. Culture shock, I know that's more of a con, is a thing here. And, mm-hmm. like, like Perry t- touched on, the customer service staff is very, very nice here. So they try nice. to be as helpful as possible. Even if they don't speak any English, they will still try. Like, I have seen people break out translators on their phones because of the, I have no idea what you're saying, so we're going to do this. Yeah. German was easy to learn and pick up on, and Japanese is not. All I got was, arigato! That's the only thing I learned the entire time I was there. It's okay. I think mine is still about that, and uh, Daijibu saying it's okay. Um, Height, which is yes. Um, Yeah, that's basically my extent of Japanese. 
which yeah. is really sad because I always wanted to learn Japanese. And now I'm like, it's overwhelming. I'm going to, might yeah. just go back to German. <laughs> um, like I mentioned, it's a completely different world here. And like we've st- stressed in other episodes, no matter where you go, if you are not in the U.S., obviously if you're in the U.S., still behave yourself. Um, right. Just be kind to your host, to your host country. Always be kind, like always be on your best behavior, especially when you're out and about because you are representing our country. And that's always one thing that I love about traveling around the world is that you see so many different cultures and different behaviors and different people doing different things. Mm-hmm. And it's normal to them, you know, um, like yeah. it's not unusual for someone to take a nap out in public. If anything, apparently it's a sign yes. of they, they're hard workers and it's people not weird. slept a lot in yeah. random places in Japan. It's really common here for people to sleep in their cars on lunch. Like a lot of a lot of my um a lot of my coworkers sleep in their cars on lunch. And I'm like, you run your car for an hour and a half? They're like, yeah, yeah, it's too hot. Otherwise, if I don't run my car, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so you get murdered here if you do that. People will exactly. hijack your car. Yeah, it's 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 also extremely safe here. So that's actually something I forgot to add in. But it's it's the crime rate here is is very very low compared to the states for sure. And for the most part, like, if you were to drop something, they'll return to, like, the local police station say, hey, someone dropped their wallet. And supposedly if you drop, like, money in it, the money will still be there. So, like, I mean, I wouldn't advise you to do a social experiment for YouTube by leaving your wallet full of yennies in it. But it's good to know, God forbid, if you drop your ID, there's a good chance it's going to come back. I wouldn't advise it, but it's a possibility. It's a higher possibility than before. Um. Like I've stressed, I love how I can go to the beach year-round. That's just something I absolutely love here. And the shrines are so beautiful. It's something that, like, I want to see way more of. I actually need to make a bucket list for here in Okinawa of all the shrines here and go check them out. Because I've I've kind of stumbled across here some, some, and I really want to start kind of... I need to make a bucket yeah. list literally from, like, Nago down mm-hmm. of all the Where things we, we haven't go? done yet. That we saw that, I don't know if it was a shrine or, like, a castle, but we had tea. It caught on fire in 2020. Oh, that's, um, that oh, my God, that's that a big shrine down in Naha. It's, um, Naha. It's down in Naha. It's a big shrine down in Naha. I'll have to yeah, look up the name that of that. That was awesome. Remember. We had, like, like a formal, like, Japanese, like, tea setting and stuff while we were there. It was really beautiful. I and like the cookies that a lot. Were good. The cookies, the cookies were, good. were really good. Mm-hmm. I actually need to, that's actually what I'll put in my next care package for you is those cookies. I found them yes. at the market. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, don't ever sleep on those experiences. Like, that's one thing yeah. that was really nice when we, when I went with you is like, our husband's like, yeah, we're okay. We're like, okay, bye. We're going to go have right. some tea now. And it was really like, fun. Look and at the gardens. <laughs> it was yeah. okay though. Like, I'm really happy that we went and saw that shrine because it literally burnt down what six, it caught fire like six months later. Yeah, just about. It was real. It was relatively around the same time, like within the same year that you guys saw it. Yeah, yeah. So it happened in twenty nineteen. They're currently, I think, working on it to bring it back. Like you can go back and travel to it now, but it's really sad because it was a big. It's a big historical piece for Okinawa. So I guess we're gonna transition into some of the cons. Um. So obviously, I remember before we begin, Shannon was very excited about Japan. Like. Over the moon, that's all she wanted to go to. It was probably options one, two, three, four, ten on her dream sheet. And she got there, and like a month in, I was like, how is it? She's like, it's not what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, so for the cons, like we were kind of touched on, the language is really, really hard because it's like, at least mm-hmm. in with German, 
some of the dialect we can kind of flip it over and be like, oh, that makes sense. I feel like in Japan it gets, I don't know, I think probably the first year, year or two, Japanese extremely overwhelmed me. And I just felt like my brain just was like, just smile. Like I had a really rough time and I still have a really rough time with Japanese. And I've actually had a few friends that kind of got on, got on my case about they're like, you should really try to take a Japanese class. I'm like, I'm a full-time student. Mm-hmm. I work full-time and now I work on a podcast. Now, can you carve out some time for a, for a class right. for me? Like I'm already taking classes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I've come to, I come to terms with, um, I will probably only leave here knowing like four phrases and I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, another thing is like the cost of living here. Yeah, I can buy things cheaper off base. That's for sure. But you can't get a lot of things year round here because a lot of it's imported. It's seasonal. Like I can get pineapple year round, but I can only get like mango, like a handful of the seasons, like passion fruit. Oh, my God, I can get passion fruit some part, some parts of the, of the year, but you can't get it year round. And I find if you want to get produce outside of its um, peak season here, it's an arm and a leg. Do you um, remember, sidebar nation here, do you remember when we were in Tokyo and we went to that, like, underground breakfast place oh, and yeah, I cafe, ordered yeah. the really fluffy pancakes and they gave me a tiny, like, cafe spoon and chopsticks to eat it? You were so confused. <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? How do you do that? I'm pretty good with chopsticks. I'm real, like, honestly, like, I'm great. It's pretty natural to me. I don't know how you eat a pancake. A full-blown, and you know, they're thick in Japan, too. How do you eat that pancake? Somebody write in and tell me, how do you eat a pancake with chopsticks? Because I took one, stabbed that biscuit right there in the middle, and cut it with my coffee spoon. And that felt wrong. There has to be a well, better way. Well, it was way. wrong. You're not supposed to snap things with chopsticks. That's, that's I understand it. That's that, but I didn't have a lot of options, okay? So if somebody could the just tell me really the right there. way. It was really good. So, I, all right. Sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done interrupting you now, as you were. <laughs> Another thing is that because of the heat here with the high humidity, a lot of people run their AC year round here. Mm-hmm. And depending on if you live off base, you can end up in the summer with like electric bills that are a couple hundred dollars. Oh yeah, like, I bet. Like Easy. I've I have seen a handful of times like new new people will post like, I just got back my electric bill and it's six hundred dollars. How are we supposed to get this paid? Well, and on people base. literally, <laughs> a lot of people answer back like, you shouldn't have been running your AC as low as low as you were as long as you were. And right. it's kind of crazy because it's we'll have ninety degree days with like. 80% humidity so it, you walk outside and it feels like you live in a soup bowl like that's how I describe it now is I feel like I live in soup yes hot soup not cold soup hot soup, hot soup. it's very miserable yes. at times yeah like you'll take a shower you'll leave and you're like I feel like I just stepped like I've had some people describe it as like I just stepped into someone's mouth I feel wet and I feel yeah. gross yeah it's just so, moist and clingy all the time yeah it makes you take like some there's been some days I'll take two to three showers just because I just feel so, eh. yeah. So I guess that kind of rolls into like you know the lovely cons here, and that actually that I guess that yeah. just covers like the the weather here is can be very hard with the humidity. And the other thing that has been really really crazy is that I've always heard of like flash flooding, and I've always heard of roads flooding, but here it's an issue. People will like will flood their cars because mm-hmm. we'll literally have like nothing. And then out of nowhere, it'll start downpouring. Like, oh, cool, it's downpouring. No surprise. And then 
you'll start seeing the pop-ups on Facebook. Oh, avoid this section of this road because literally there's a foot of rain. <laughs> and if you yeah. drive through, you're you're gonna you're gonna turn your Subaru into a Scubaru, and yeah, you yeah. can't you you can't save an engine that's been flooded. What's funny is they actually have that here in the Midwest too, because like it's so yeah. flat when they're like low yeah. spots. So there'll be times like if we have a lot of rain or a storm or something, else like people be like, back gates closed, completely flooded, three cars stuck, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is why yeah. we're going. <laughs> yeah, there's actually part of where we live that they tell people you have to take a different gate if you live over there because it floods underneath the bridge. And yeah, I have actually seen posted people going. Don't do it. I just flooded my car. (laughs) And it's like the worst thing is they're told, please don't try it. If you see too much water there, you're going to flood your car. And of course, there's always that one guy's like, I can do it. And then they get halfway through and they flood their engine and they're like, I killed my car. (laughs) And also you drive on the other side of the road. So um, yeah, prepare for your brain to be melted when you first start driving off base. Yeah, sure. Does it cross when you get on base? No. It's all, okay. Okay. everything is on That's the other better. side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess another huge con is if I have to go back stateside, it is a 20 plus flight home. Like for us to going back to the Northeast is 24, 28 hours, depending on right. if we have a lot of layover, layovers and where we have layovers and how long the layovers are. Um, I'm someone when I do layovers, I prefer to have at least four hours. God forbid if something's running late or they leave early, so I yeah, always try to give myself a minimum of four. Yeah, international. If I'm if I'm stateside, give me forty five minutes, enough time for me to get off that plane, pee, and get back on. <laughs> See, I think my anxiety does not does not allow that for me. Well, typically when I fly now, there's low stakes. Like if I'm just like going home or something. Like if I'm on the next flight, it's not the end of the world. Um, That's true. And a lot of that is just like how often I do it. But no, if it's international flights, I do want a big cushion yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Which it, that just adds on to your 20 plus hours of flying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of brings like, you know, this section of my pros and cons. And I know this is definitely a me, me speaky episode. So thank you everyone That's who's fine. still listening to my voice. Um, Like I really want to say like overall thing I really love is the safety Um, Mm -hmm. when we have gone to mainland, actually the first time we went to mainland, I went with my husband and he went for a convention and Mm -hmm. he went to go do his own thing. And I literally puttered around the city by myself. Yeah. And I wasn't worried about being mugged. I wasn't worried about being dragged off to my death. Like, yeah, I love true crime. And I wasn't like, there was a handful of times I looked over my shoulder because I am a paranoid person like that because I'm a female by myself. Right. But it was, I had a lot of fun. I was able to walk around the city and not worry about anything. And I was able to, like, grab food at a random cafe. And I just sat there and just, like, chilled. And so, yeah. I guess, um, Perry, I know we did a trip to Tokyo. What was your thoughts about Tokyo? There was a lot of thoughts about Tokyo. It was as overwhelming as I thought it would be. The thing that I think I loved the most is that you could be, like, in that gorgeous mall with all the mirrors and stuff and everything is like very high tech and then you go like one street over and it's like anime central and everyone's like walking around in costumes and then like one more street over is a forest with a shrine in the middle of it and it's very historical so like just seeing how they grew in their culture and their technology and being so forward but then completely preserving their history at the exact same time was awesome like we went to go see the 
I'm going to butcher it, but I Googled what it was. It was the Maiji Jingyu, maybe? Did you just, uh, you wanted to spell it? M-E-I-J-I space J-I-N-G-U. Shrine, yeah. I don't know. It was a Shinto shrine. I think the yep. Shinto is the period of time that an emperor was. Um, how, actually, the it's it's due to the way that the religion breaks down because in Japan, religion. the um, big religions is Shinto, and then the other big one is uh, Buddhist, and yes, then there's actually right. Christianity is becoming actually quite big here now. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so yeah, so it you'll was see a Shinto, Shinto shrine. shrines, and then you'll see Buddhist shrines as well. Yeah, and that was awesome. And I know we have a picture of us in front of the wine barrels. Yeah, we do. Over that. Yeah, we should post yes, that. Yes, I have too. that on my phone. It's actually one of yes. those. Yes. Um, so like, that was awesome. I loved that. Um, and it was, yeah, like I said, it was awesome. The subway system was super easy considering we yeah. couldn't speak the language or read anything. So there was like a lot of happy faces and sad faces that helped us get mm-hmm. along. And then it was so clean there. Like, it was safe and it was clean. And I read that the reason it's clean is because there's no trash cans. So you have to take your trash with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So you're, you don't have, like, the trash piles can. of trash, which I thought yeah. was awesome. I guess, like, our apartment was, I mean, it was a Japanese apartment that we stayed in. So it was super small. But it was cool to see how they, like, shared space so well. Like, mm-hmm. everything was very compact and very, like... Efficient. efficient and then lastly i loved the sumo district i thought that was so cool because there's just like a lot of history i had the best ramen of my life there and like oh, yeah, literally yeah. you could be down like walking down the road and then there's a sumo wrestler and they're always in like their full i don't want to say costume but like what's the, the word the, i want the, uniform yeah, garb uniform yeah garb traditional yeah. um the clothing, clothing the proper the pro- appropriate clothing it was kind of like being, like, in L.A. and you see, like, a character in full costume go by or something. Yeah. It's just, like, it takes you out and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, there is just so much culture and there's so much you don't know about. And I just, I don't know. I was blown away by that and I really appreciated that. Um, especially because I went in without really having any expectations or really knowing anything about any other culture yeah. or anything like that. I know my thoughts for Tokyo is I love the shopping because a lot oh, yeah. of the stories that that are mainland, especially in Tokyo, are not necessarily down in Okinawa. Like, one of them for sure that I had to go to was Lush. Yeah, because that Lush was sucker. awesome. I'm such a sucker for a good bath bomb, and Perry knows. This is actually one of the things she sent yes. in her care package for me, because she knows I'm a sucker for a good bath yes, bomb. That's made locally. That was like a locally... Oh. Everything I sent you was local made. I love it. The By the way, that tea, it. I have not tried it, but I cracked it open to smell it, because we oh, know I'm a, yes. I have a thing mm-hmm. for smell. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad about more tea in my future care packages. We're okay. just going to put that out there. Okay. Yeah. That's also from a local tea place. Uh, oh, so, it yeah. smelled so nice. Yeah. And that's a huge <laughs> thing here is like you can get, like if you're, if you are a green tea person all, all day, every day, everywhere. Yes. Oh yeah. I had um, a lot of tea while I was there. Yeah, oh, it's... last thought though, the peach water. Because there's vending machines everywhere. You can get anything yep. you want out of a vending machine. We didn't talk about but... the vending machines. We didn't talk oh God. About... But I drank, I don't know, like five peach waters a day. There was just always a vending machine with peach water, and I lived my best life. <gasps> the Microsoft Center. I didn't write that down. That was the coolest thing I had ever done. The um, oh, Are you talking about the, um, the Digital Art Museum? The Digital Art Museum. Yeah, it's oh in Tokyo. Gosh. Yeah, that was, I want to do that again. 
Yeah, we should also upload a picture of that. It was like you walk in and it's like all like projections and lights and it's like this very like surreal experience. They have like different rooms. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. If if anyone is in Japan right now, you have to go. I don't care if you don't do anything else. You have to go to that. It was awesome. It was so cool. It was, yeah, something we'll have, I I, I really want to do again for sure. A 12 out of 10. 20 out of 10. Would recommend. Must recommend. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. So I, I hijacked you once again. Tokyo. That this is perfect. Thoughts for Tokyo. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I know for me, like I said, like the bath moms, I really, really wanted to go to a lush because I was getting really low from the last time I went, which was when we uh-huh. went to when we went to Yokohama a month, couple mm-hmm. months prior. And now that I've learned to savor my stuff <laughs> instead yes. of trying to blow it all in a month. Yes. Um so like for me it's always like I like shopping, I like the food because I really enjoyed how we were able to go down a couple different streets and like go to these like local like I guess like big things you find on Instagram or big things you find circling on Facebook like one of them was like that cotton candy place towards the end of the day that we went that like the Mm -hmm. really fun shaped uh cotton candy which I really want to go do that again yeah that was awesome I love cotton there was remember that one I don't remember where we were at I think it was like our last day we were there and we got this ramen, and I got, I didn't know what I was ordering, because I, I just order things. Was it the it black ramen that you ordered? The black ramen that tastes like somebody dumps their ashtray in it? That was the only time I didn't finish my food. Oh, yeah. It was, I think it was probably, I think looking back, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a charcoal. It must have been, because it tasted like the bottom of a grill. It was so bad. I guess for you, Perry, because you don't live here, is there anything, like, you miss? Is there anything, like, you wish you saw when you were here? I know you probably have a list. The food? The food. I food. miss that. And, like, now I'm like, mm, I need ramen. Um, yeah, the, the ramen and the sushi. And I wish that we had the time. I wish we had an entire extra day so we could have gone to Mount Fuji. That would have been awesome. Yeah. I would have loved to go to Mount Just Fuji. Just to go like, see it. We passed it on our way out. I remember leaving like, oh, look, yeah. there it is. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, I want to, so. I might try to want to hike, I might try to hike it in our last summer here because you can only hike it certain, certain months of the year. Right. Shannon, what about you? What do you, what do you think you're going to miss about not just, you know, Tokyo, but about all of living in Japan in general? What do you think you're going to miss um, most? I will probably, I will hands down miss the food. I'm going to miss Lawson's and Family Mart for sure. Besides, like the food and all that, I'm really gonna miss. I'm definitely really upset because of everything with COVID. We've had to cancel a so lot much. of things. Yeah. And since we leave next year, I feel like we're gonna go against our original agreement of not trying to travel before we PCS due to try to save money. And now that we're allowed to travel to mainland, as long as you're fully vaccinated, you're allowed to go to even like what is considered red zones. And since we've been fully vaccinated for months now, yes, go get your vaccines. I'm one of those people. Fight me. I wanna, I wanna go back to mainland and see the things we've missed. But at the same same time, is we're both very like, I still don't want to go to the heavy, heavy, crazy areas. Like I don't want to go to mainland until months after the Olympics is done because of the crowd of people yeah. that will be there. Right. It just doesn't seem like a fun Sunday to me. So we're gonna wait till right. everything kind of disperses. Fun visiting and... if you can't even get into the door of places. You know, it's not worth it. It's like why you don't go to Ireland over St. Patty's Day. (laughs) Yeah, that's and also the some of the locals really don't like the travelers that come in because I dealt with that because I was there the week before. Super again sidebar, but super sidebar, super sidebar, really quick. 
So my maiden name is very Irish, and then I DNA tested myself, and I am not Irish at all. There, I'm I'm English and Welsh, and I told my dad that when I was home last, and he's like, "Well, you just didn't get any of the Irish DNA." I'm like, "I don't think that's how that works, Dad." <laughs> you know what? You pat you pat his beautiful head and keep on moving. Um, but yeah, I guess like I know for us, like I want to do a lot more traveling. I really want to make it to Mount Fuji before we leave. Mm-hmm. And I guess just see a lot of the shrines that we haven't seen yet. Um, I did bring up the idea to my husband yesterday that we should go see the um, the really, really, there's a really big ice festival that they do every February oh, up north. Yeah. And I, I, I suggested it because it's during the month of our anniversary. And I'm like, hey, we can always go up and go see that and mm-hmm. basically count as our anniversary trip. And plus he can go play in the snow for a little bit and he'll be happy. Yeah, he'll like that. He likes the yeah. snow. I don't know why. I don't know who hurt him, but snow well, sucks. I hope you get to do that at some point, yeah. you know, we'll with see. everything opening back up. and Yeah, yeah so. We get the opportunity. Um, yeah, so sorry for this episode being much longer than we normally do. Um, I yeah, guess I <laughs> it just it is what it is. I mean, we had a very yeah. long intro, and we're here now, and I hope people enjoyed this. So if anyone has an opinion, good, negative, neutral, about what I talked about, feel free to, like, send it in. I'll gladly read yeah. it on the show, as long as it's not mean. Definitely, like, if you're, especially if you're someone who's in Oki or someone who's in Mainland, like, feel free to be like, oh my god, yeah, there's this one one shrine that I absolutely love, or, you know, anything, any opinion, let us know. Like I said, but we're not here for the negative stuff. But, um, yeah, I guess, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Perry, do you have anything you want to put in at the end here? No, just that we appreciate you guys and we love all the feedback we've been getting recently and we're we're just excited to continue with season two and hopefully the next uh, episode we drop, I'm going to be in a better place and more with it and we'll have a really solid episode for you guys. So yeah, um, we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening this week. If you want to get in touch with us, please don't hesitate to reach out on social media. We're at PS We Have Orders Podcast on Instagram. You can, of course, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback or suggestions for an episode. If you want to get more involved, you can always join the Millstone Muster community and you can chat with us or any other wonderful military spouse in our community. We love hearing back from you all. You're literally the reason we do this. If you can, please rate, review, and subscribe to PS Wave Orders wherever you listen to your podcast. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to tune in in two weeks for our next episode.